Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Great stuff. We hope you're learning something. And again, we hope you go to our audio library at ExitCoachRadio.com. We have past interviews that have been indexed into over 30 topics just waiting for you to listen anytime at ExitCoachRadio.com. My next guest is Lynn Strang, and we're going to talk about the principles following um, 40 and older entrepreneurs to start and operate successful businesses. Now, Lynn is a freelance writer and communications consultant from Clifton, Virginia. And um, Lynn, we're very pleased to have you on the show. Welcome, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about this because we're actually covering the uh, West Coast Franchise Expo event tomorrow here in Anaheim, California. Over 200 franchises will be um, uh, represented, and one of the reasons we want to do that is because we see a big trend in people starting businesses later in life as an encore career, and that's one way to go, but we're going to talk about those principles So tell us a little bit about you and your background, Lynn. Well, my professional background is in the public relations field, where I've worked for more than 25 years. And uh, I spent about 17 years in the consumer credit industry, where I was involved with several initiatives to help students and adults improve their personal finance skills, which is a very important topic into itself. And uh, in addition to that, I come from an entrepreneurial household. I happen to be married to an entrepreneur, and that has given me a front row seat in watching a startup grow into a a full-fledged business. So it's really been a result of both professional and personal influences that led me to develop an interest in writing about entrepreneurship and business leadership. So in December 2010, I began blogging about 40 and older entrepreneurs. And based upon the comments and emails that were coming in, it became clear that uh, to me that there was a sizable segment of people out there who had had long careers, many careers doing something else, but but still had that uh, great American dream of starting a business. But maybe they thought they were, quote, too old to do so. So when I started working on my book, I, I went forward with a couple ideas in mind. One was to, to demonstrate that uh, older entrepreneurship is possible. And I thought one way, good way to do that was to highlight ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things. So most of the business owners that are featured in the book um, aren't aren't that well known. There aren't household names, but they still have very inspirational stories and a lot of wisdom to share. And uh, the second idea that I, I had was to try to extract out a few very simple but effective principles used by successful older entrepreneurs to to start and operate a business. And I thought, well, the best way to do that is to go out and talk with people who fell into that category. So. I spent a couple of years talking to entrepreneurs from from all walks of life, really. Then they they ranged in age from around 40 on up to, I guess, upper 70s was the oldest person I spoke to. 
And they had all had at least three years of profitability, not necessarily three consecutive years, but at least three years of profitability since I was looking to get insights from established entrepreneurs. So uh, based upon those conversations, the book presents eight principles um, along with some insights from these entrepreneurs about what it takes to start a business in late, later in life and, and also what motivated them to go down this, pay, that go down this path at, a, at an age when some might say that they've, they've earned the right to kick back and relax a little bit. Yeah, and you know, we just had an interesting guest um, a couple weeks ago who talked about the fact that it's kind of inherently built into all of us that, that the, the concept of being an employee is relatively new in our evolution. It really started with the Industrial Revolution, and a lot of people uh, before that were business owners of some type. You own the farm, you own the little store, whatever. And so maybe it's, a, it's an awakening in people that they want to get back to that, that instinct that's inside of them. Um, but is, why do you think that people are starting businesses later in life? Well, you know, to pick up on that point, I think, you know, historically, some of our country's best-known business leaders were, or, yeah, business leaders were actually late bloomers. I mean, just to, to throw out a few examples, uh, Henry Ford, when he started Ford Motor Company, was around 40. Ray Kroc, when he started McDonald's, was in his 50s. Sam Walton was around 44 when he opened his uh, first Walmart. So we've we've had late bloomers in our midst for 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 quite a while. So I don't know that it's a particularly new area, but I think it's certainly a topic that's getting more attention. And uh, I, I saw some statistics recently from the Kaufman. Kaufman Foundation that indicated uh, businesses started by those age 40 and older accounted for about 60% of all new businesses started last year. So, you know, there's clearly a lot of activity going on there. And I think there's general agreement that some of that activity has been driven by what's going on in the job market. And I'm sure this is a topic that's been discussed on your show before. You know, there's senior-level positions with good salaries and benefits are, are hard to find these days. And when when you lose one because of a layoff or some other reason, it's very difficult to find a comparable position. So in some cases, it's because people need income. But I think often it, it really isn't about the money. It's about other things. It's about a desire to stay busy and, and active. I had, uh, yeah. one, one, I had one entrepreneur say to me, well, I, I decided to start a business because I'm not very good at retirement. <laughs> and I think what he meant by that is sort of the, the traditional notion that we, we have of, entrepreneur, or of uh, retirement, of that you, uh, you play bridge or play golf all day. And, you know, for some people that's fine, but, but for this particular gentleman, he, he was looking for something more challenging. So I think that's part of it. I think uh, maybe a desire for more flexibility. With a business, you don't work fewer hours, but you usually have more control over when and where you work those hours, which I think is appealing to to many of us. And uh, in some cases, it's a a desire to show the next generation or generations, I should say, children and grandchildren, that uh, starting a business is possible and, and maybe looking to plant an entrepreneurial seed at an early age. But uh, you know, I think probably the, the overriding thing is just a desire for work that's gratifying and provides meaning. And, and for some people, it's a desire to fulfill a lifelong dream. 
And that was one thing that I found very interesting in, in the people that I talked to. Several of them had had early aspirations to start a business, but, but for one reason or another, the timing just wasn't right earlier. It might have been that they were too busy raising children. It might have been that they had financial obligations that required a, a steady paycheck, or, or maybe they were in the military or they had a spouse in the military, so they were moving all the time. So often, you know, it's it's a timing issue. Uh, I, one of the people I I spoke with had been a registered nurse for 25 years before she started an international clothing line for women golfers, and I think she was around 48 when she started that company. And uh, you know, fashion had been a dream of hers from from an early age, but it just wasn't a practical choice at that at that time because. And uh, so in high school, when she was offered a scholarship to nursing school, it was something her parents encouraged her to accept because she came from a modest house, modest economic household, and and that was what was most viable at the time. So, so I think timing comes into the picture too. So these are all these are all tipping points, as you call them, basically that would motivate someone. So they might have they might have uh, come to a stage in their life when they're saying, okay, I've been doing for I've been doing what I had to do for others. Now I'm going to do what I want to do in my life. Or they might be saying that you know there's risk. Whether I stay employed for someone else, there's risk there. I could lose my job. I might as well take another type of risk, and that is control my own destiny and run my business. What other tipping points do you think come into play? Well, I think sometimes it, it's a life-changing event that triggers action. Mm. Uh, I mentioned the job layoff. That might be it. It might be an unexpected or an expected promotion that doesn't happen. It might be uh, a family member or a close friend who becomes seriously ill or, or, or dies. Uh, you know, for one of the people I spoke to, the, the turning point happened when she was laid off and attended the funeral of a friend killed by a drunk driver on the same day. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, you know, so when those kinds of things happen, it kind of reminds us that uh, we only have so much time in this world, so we ought to make the most of it. Good point. Good point. So now when an older entrepreneur starts, uh, I think one of the things you say that there are certain advantages. What are some of those advantages for being an older entrepreneur? Well, yeah, that gets to a key point. I think late-blooming entrepreneurs, uh, older entrepreneurs, have a lot going for them. Um, you know, most of the ones people that I spoke to said, you know what, I, I couldn't have started a successful business in my 20s or 30s, or if I had, it wouldn't have turned out as well. So I, I think for many people, a later start actually increases the odds for entrepreneurs entrepreneurial success because it allows people to, to develop certain characteristics and assets. For example, uh, you have a bigger network, uh, a bigger and better network. And, and in entrepreneurship, the old, it's not what you know, it's who you know adage really does matter. So, you know, the longer you've been around, the more people you know, and the more likely it is that you'll, you'll have connections that are needed to open doors and obtain advice and market your products or services and, and find the right help. I, I think that's one thing. I think uh, uh, older entrepreneurs generally are in a stronger financial position. Um, it allows you time to accumulate personal savings, which is a, 
as probably the most significant source of funding for startups or for, for entrepreneurs. And, you know, the banks usually don't lend to a first-time entrepreneur, but an older one might have a chance because he or she has had, had time to build financial assets and establish a credit history and cultivate relationships with lenders. So I think that's an advantage. Um, more resilience. When you're older, you, you've lived through a lot of peaks and valleys, and, and, and that's an inevitable part of starting and operating a business, peaks and valleys. And for, for younger business owners who, who haven't endured as many life events, uh, lean times and dips in business may be you know, causes for more angst. <laughs> but uh, when you weathered a lot of storms, you know the sun comes out eventually. And, uh, and, and, you know, just a couple other things to mention. I think uh, when you're older, you tend to have a little bit better grip on reality. Uh, I think I think people who start businesses after 40 tend to be more practical about about things like timelines and resources and expectations, which which helps them set attainable goals and and it also gives them a better sense in terms of financial expectations that are, are a little bit more realistic in scope. And 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 now here's another one. I think uh, older entrepreneurs know themselves better. They they just have that self knowledge. They they know who they are. They know what matters to them. And and with this self awareness, uh, it, it helps them build businesses that that reflect their core values and 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 provide personal gratification. All great points. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and uh, your book covers eight principles used by older entrepreneurs to start successful businesses. So could you share with us one or two of those principles? Yeah. Uh, one of them is called Go Out on the Right Limb. And this really has to do with risk, which, of course, is inherent in entrepreneurship. Uh, I think in general, successful older entrepreneurs tend to be tend to be a bit more risk adverse and a little bit more selective about the risks that they're willing to take because, yes, frankly, they have a smaller win of time than someone who's in their 20s or 30s. And in the event there there is some kind of a things don't go right, there's financial loss or something, you don't have that uh, same winner that somebody who's younger has to to uh, compensate for that or recoup from that. So I think the people that people who start businesses later in life tend to be good calculated risk takers, meaning they're good at weighing the risks and and the possible results before they move forward. So one chapter talks about that and one principle addresses that. And another one is about uh, the importance of making it a family affair. Uh, and you know, sometimes that means spouses and children and, and other relatives have direct involvement, either as partners or employees who work in the business. And sometimes that means uh, family members have indirect involvement. They might be financial investors, they might be product testers, or or maybe just confidants or cheerleaders. For the for the late blooming entrepreneurs I spoke to, they see family as very much part of the package in, in one way or another, and they want to share that experience with those who matter to them the most. 
So I think it's important to ask the question of how best to involve family at the very beginning, which which sometimes people, when they're putting together their market research and their business plans, don't don't really think to ask that question. But uh, it it is a key thing to ask and to consider up front. And ultimately, when you have spouses and kids that come along for the ride in some fashion, they're they're more likely to bond with the business, which I think manifests itself in, in pride and support. Well, you get into all of the issues. There's a lot of issues when you deal with family members, and part of it has to do with the what I call the hat rack. You know, what what hat are they wearing? Does the hat say son or does it say VP of, of marketing, you know, at, at a particular <laughs> point, right? Uh, uh, and so going out on the right limb means uh, sticking to something that you know, that, that you've been brought up in, that, that you're familiar with. Uh, uh, well, I think that- I think it means that, uh, as I mentioned, you know, risk is inherent, and you're going to have risk, but you don't necessarily have to take all the risks. It's about taking the the right risks and you know, doing careful research and evaluation to consider what risks are worth taking and what which ones are better not to take. So it's going. That's hence the going on the right limb, taking the right risks, or, or going out on the right limb. I like the way that's. I, I love the way that's uh, worded because uh, th- that really paints a picture for people. What's one more? One more of your uh, principles. Well, uh, one of the principles is called uh, "Stay on the Tiger," and that talks about uh, the importance of having tenacity throughout the whole process, which is it can be a, can be a problem for many aspiring entrepreneurs. You know, most people have the motivation and inspiration at the beginning, but to keep it going through good times and bad can be tricky. So it's really important to uh, keep that motivation going throughout the whole process. You can't quit it when things get tough. You have to keep going all the way to the end. So that principle talks about some of the techniques and methods that people have used to to do just that. So um, the the book is called uh, Late Blooming Entrepreneurs, Eight Principles for Starting a Business After Age 40, and it's available on Amazon. We'll put it on our Amazon bookstore on exacoachradio.com, of course. But Lynn, how do our listeners get in touch with you? And, and you have a blog that they should be aware of too, right? So mention that. I do. I have a blog, and the address is www.latebloomingentrepreneurs.wordpress.com. And or, or people are welcome to just email me if that's easier. My email address is lbstrang at gmail.com. And that's S-T-R-A-N-G, so L-B-S-T-R-A-N-G at gmail.com. It's a fascinating topic. You know, it's so much so that groups like AARP have uh, whole uh, areas called life reimagined because they're realizing that people aren't aren't just uh, getting to retirement age and giving up. People are reinventing their lives. We call it rewiring instead of retiring, Lynn. So we're, we're really keen on this topic as well. And I would love to go deeper into this with you at some other time, but unfortunately we're out of time for today. So thanks for joining us. It's been very interesting. Thank you for having me. All right, we're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back with another guest. So please stay with us and uh, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing over 250 top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 